0: Welcome back to another episode of No More Leadership BS, and I am Jeff Conroy from Conroy Leadership Consulting, back with the amazing crew of Jeff, Jeff, Myra, and Dr. Sam. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. How are you doing, sir? I am out of sorts. Thanks for asking. (laughs) What's up? Out of shorts? What did you Sports, say? Laundry day. Oh, uh, a sort. I, I don't know where you are in the but. Uh, here in North Idaho, we had snow yesterday at the rate of about an inch an hour, mm-hmm. and I don't know about y'all, but I had about over a foot of snow in my front yard. How about you guys? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I love it. Dreaming of a white Christmas. Yeah,
1: twelve months. Oh, away. I hope it
2: doesn't last that long. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. over it. I'm yeah. over it.
1: We wouldn't have fire season, then I'd be down for that. That's right. Exactly.
0: I've always said, I don't mind a mild winter. I just don't want a smoky summer. Yep. Today, I want to tackle the subject of company culture. And I know that we have had many episodes talking about company culture, but we've never really delved into it a little bit. I talk with a lot of businesses and work with a lot of businesses. That want to change their culture, but they don't know what to do. And they just think that if they do one or two things just a little bit better, the company will be amazing, the culture will be fantastic, and staff will have no turnover. And that's a myth. (laughs) That is a lie. Changing a company culture takes time. I like to say you cannot turn an aircraft carrier on a dime. It takes years. It takes years to change the culture within your organization. So I want to delve into exactly how do we change the culture within an organization maybe give the listener a couple uh, golden nuggets to take back to implement within their organization so i'm going to start with geoff geoff's been at professionals at play he's operated professionals at play for a real long time and he's probably out of the five of us has probably the most experience working with organizations w- throughout the country and seeing different organizations Operate and I'm sure you've seen some good ones and I'm sure you've seen some less than optimum ones. Can you share some organizations that have successfully built a really strong workplace community? Is there
1: any that really come to mind? Oh, yeah. It's always interesting. So when you walk into an organization, you can almost feel what it's going to be like. If it's something you've trained yourself to look for. You look at the employees, you look at the people who are at the front, you look at how they're interacting with their coworkers, and you can get a sense of how things are going to be right away. And there are some great organizations that I've worked with. There's a local manufacturing group here that I got to work with. They dove in to how do we support our people? And they have a lot of hourly workers, right? Not a lot of people on salary, a lot of hourly workers, and it's hard work. They're building really cool stuff, though. They're building these massive drills for these big projects. And they have to be very precise with how they do things. So precision is absolutely required for all the parts that go into making this machine that does this incredible thing. And the thing that I notice is that they have weekly check-ins with their teams and with the whole entire organization. And they all get together on the floor and they do shout outs. Each department gets a shout out and they say, hey, this person has done this specific thing incredibly well this week. So they do positive recognition. And then they have another meeting with their team leads where they discuss what are the things that are going well. And so they're not focused on the things that are negative. They're focused on the things that are positive. And then they say, how do we make those things even better? So they're actually accentuating what the group is doing good and making it even better. So honestly, when COVID hit and they had some issues, they're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? They worked incredibly hard to support their people because it's not a job you can do remotely. You have to be in the plant to actually do the work. And they did everything that they could to support their people, to make sure that if you have, if you test, here's the testing kits. We want to make sure everybody's safe. They already wear masks anyway, because they're all welding and doing and crazy stuff anyways. They supported their team from the very top, all the way down to the brand new hires. And that sense of you belong here, that you matter, that everything that you do, even from the the person cleaning up the shop at the end of the day is just as important as the person putting the final touches on the paint job, is just as important as the engineer who's designed it because everything has to work together as a team. And they've done an incredible job with that. I've also seen the opposite where they don't do that, where you walk into a place and it just feels just heavy. And I've been in a lot of those places. And I think the biggest difference is people don't feel like they belong. They don't feel like what they do matters. And if that's the case, that's a bad workplace environment. And that's hard to change because you can be the change. But if you're like the brand new employee and you're trying to be the change, you're fighting, you're swimming upstream, man. You're swimming upstream and there's grizzly bears trying to like swipe at you every 10 feet. So it's really challenging. It's easier if it's something that's systemic and already established right, right. versus having to build it from the ground up because then it's a challenge across the board.
0: So I'm going to throw this out to the team. What are some actions or initiatives that a leader can do to uh, to foster that sense of community? What are some things that they can do? Myra.
2: I have some really strong feelings on this and I've been around the sun enough times to see that it's fundamental to having a good culture and that's having the right people on the right bus in the right seat and if they're not there's going to be constant strife constant friction have any of you guys seen boys in the boat not yet i watched it a couple years ago it impacted me tremendously but what uh, there's so many lessons in there about perseverance and i doubt that many of us could Live through what a lot of those boys did just to eat. But one of the big lessons in there is if you don't have the right person, you can't win in the right spot. And when they did some switcheroos there and they went and they captured the gold medal, I guess is what they were going for. I can't even remember at this point. I remember the lesson. They started rowing together. They started pulling together and It was like one big organism because they were in the right spot and they were working. They knew their job, they knew what they what part they played, and they felt proud that they were part of this organization. And and as a result, they went higher than anybody ever thought they could.
0: No, that's awesome. No, that's good. That's good. You said I'm hung up on a quote here. Where you said the right people in the right seat. It's real easy to tell. To go out and w- we've all done it. We all, we'll go out and work with companies. And we'll go out and we'll talk with people and we'll just say, you got to get the right people in the right seat. But we don't ever tell them, how no, do we do that? So, Sam, I'm going to ask you, how can leadership play a pivotal role in shaping the workplace culture? And what are some strategies that a leader can do to implement to engage the employees? So there's
3: one silver bullet. And I want everybody to write this down. You, you put up five posters that say respect, integrity, diversity, teamwork and focus. And it's done. That's it. That's the answer. Now I'm joking. I never tell people what to write down. And that's nonsense, but that is the the flavor some folks have to be a little bit more on point. It's the behavior we're looking for, right? Not, not the, the, the lofty language, but how do people demonstrate what the company or the organization says that they value? How does that show up? Yes, one part is role modeling. The other part is having intentional ways to live it out. So specifically, I'm working with a group presently, and um, we've started uh, this thing that I call team meetings. It's not a traditional staff meeting, but the whole group gets together, and we discuss one project deeply. What's one thing somebody has going on that probably affects other people, and we may not know quite how. But let's talk it out, and let's figure it out. So in these discussions, the team has fostered even better relationships among the group and started the, the three-mortem conversations. How might this go wrong? What am I not seeing? They're doing that outside of the meeting, which before we started was never part of the, the, the equation. It was always just basically got to get stuff done. So giving folks the opportunity to support each other and to do good, they will do well because they will become a part of how to do what they do and no amount of email signatures or posters on walls will change that it requires behavioral change not necessarily from the top just definitely intentional and
0: effective but what are some things i think i think communication has to be a big part of this too for sure I, I, getting yeah. two way feedback going around talking to the staff saying i always called it the what if game what if we write something like this what are your feelings on that i think that's important anybody have anything on that any other tried and true things that you've done to create culture change within your organization, Jeff? I figured you've had a few experiences. I th- Yeah, thanks, um, Jeff. This is a, a great topic, I think, too. The For me, the realization
4: that the culture isn't what you want, one, once you come, <clears throat> excuse me, to that realization, then you have to define what it is that you want. How can you build something if you haven't designed it, right? You, you haven't defined What you want. And if you're struggling with how to define your culture, and I'm talking about spend some time and write down what it is that you want and, and how you would get it or you have it when you actually have it. And if you struggle with, I'm not quite sure what I want. I just want this to be better, whatever better means, then start writing down the things that you don't want or the things that you do have, right? The stuff that, that you want to change. So f- to me, Jeff, it, the whole culture thing, and and I, I agree wholeheartedly with it, what everybody said. In fact, Myra's quote from that "Good to Great" Jim Collins' book about the right people on the right bus in the right seats and all all that stuff is absolutely perfect. Collins doesn't sponsor our our show, but if you haven't read that book, you need Yet. to. Yet. But to me, it is if you don't if you have what you don't want. And you want something different, you have to define what you want and spend some time doing it. Maybe even talk. Here's an idea for a leader. Talk to the people that you're leading and find out what they want. Exactly. And then, then you can start getting the, the specific steps like you're talking about. But I think the very first step is either define what you have and you don't want, or more importantly,
1: define what you want it to be. And then that's the first step. Exactly. Mr. Glockman. Hey, here's, here's a hard thing though. We've all coached and we all, all are all our coaches. How many times have you asked a client or somebody, what do you want? And they say, I don't know, because they don't know. So you said it really importantly, say, write down what you don't want. Get rid of it, because they've got all the negative. They've got this is happening. And great. So what's the opposite of that? Just literally go down, go through their list. What's the opposite of what you just said? That's Is that what you want? Yes. So if you can identify the things that you don't want in your culture, you don't want disengagement. You don't want people to just show up. You don't want turnover. You don't uh, want, um, yeah, yep, But then you just yep. look at the opposite of what those things are, and that's going to be the stuff that you want.
0: And, w- and what gets me is I'm a big one for feedback.
1: I think, I, I, I truly believe that
0: the customer and the staff, if asked, will tell you exactly what's wrong with your organization. Yes. Mm-hmm. They will tell you what's wrong. You as a leader, though, have to actually do something about it. I work with lots of leaders that want to ask the questions but aren't ready for the answer. Or they're like, okay, that's nice, but they don't ever do anything. So that brings then um, employee dissatisfaction, customer dissatisfaction as well of, they asked us, but they're not going to do anything. So the next time you go around asking, how can we make this better or play the what if game, they're going to go, you're not going to do anything about it. They're going to laugh you off. So leaders, if you're going to ask the question, be prepared to actually do something about it. So that leads me to Mr. Geyer. In your view, I'm a big believer that if you're going to ask the question, that the employees need to meet us part way. They can't just say, the ball's in your court, manager, director, executive, go forth and make it happen. What the director does is make the opportunity happen and create the avenues for it to happen, but the employees have to meet us part way. The customers have to meet us, quote unquote, part way. So how can employees play an, an important part in contributing and growing the company culture? I think of things like developing mentoring programs or having little ad hoc committees to create something like an inclusion and diversity committee or, or a, a party committee or something that's going to improve the culture of the organization. Jeff, I know you've run organizations. What is your feeling on employees playing that part in the company culture?
4: Yeah, g- good good question. And, and to me, and you're right, like Myra, I've been around the sun numerous times and led organizations. And I, I didn't start out this way, but I built a career on rehabilitating businesses that were failing. In fact, f- for those that are listening to the podcast, it, in fact, I know there's people listening to the podcast that have heard the story that, that I took over senior leadership of more than one company that was mere weeks away from not having cash to, to make payroll. And when there's 100 employees in the business, not making payroll is a big deal. So to me, Jeff, the answer to your question is the one thing I can change to get or one of the things I can change to get on the road towards a better culture is to get the employees to engage with rebuilding the culture. And you do that as the leader by not accepting the answer of, I don't know. Yeah. And so when an employee, and, and you're absolutely right, the employee and the customers are going to tell you everything you need to know about what's going on inside your business. Because right when the boss walks in the room, everybody stops talking. There, there's a signal that your culture's messed up. Yeah. But so, n- well, nobody told me that's because you're the boss. You have to get the employees to engage, and you do that by not accepting the answer, I don't know. So if an employee brings you a challenge, whether it's cultural in the culture in your environments or procedural or operational or some problem, interpersonal problems with employees or other with customers or what have you. And they bring you this challenge, your first question and, and you have to put it in your own words, but your first question should be, that's very interesting. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to me. How do you think we should address this? Always. Yep. Yep. And when they say, and they will When they say, I don't know, you're the boss, the I don't know answer is the only unacceptable answer. And so you're going to have to work on it. If the employees aren't used to bringing you a challenge and a suggested solution, they they won't know how to do that second part, but you keep working on it. And that to me is the first start. First step of starting to change your culture is engage employees. Don't accept I don't know as an answer. And everybody starts
0: working together to make it better. And and in in my experience, again, been around the sun, is if employees are willing to come talk to you about something, listen. Because if they're willing to come talk to the leader about an issue, they've been talking about it and thinking about it for a while. Yeah, absolutely. So give them that that venue to vent. Give them that opportunity to, to tell you what's going on.
4: Yeah, I 100% agree Jeff and the next step is they have to have a suggested solution.
0: Otherwise oh, it's, it's just bitching and that's not right. helping us. And I am going to follow that up with and I would always end it with what are you thinking? Because again, there you go. Well, right. They've been thinking about it for a while. They've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. So they have ideas. So you want to hear that. And, and and for me that was always a big deal and I would get them involved in the solution. They would be part of the solution, if it, if it t- say, "Hey, let's get a small cross section of employees together and let's discuss this," they were in that group. If it was, "Hey, we want to put on a an, an event in your department," that person would help lead that group because it's you're right, Jeff. It's one thing to to complain about it; it's another thing to actually be part of the solution. And so, too many people in the world have. It's easy to poke holes in it. It's another thing to to put tape over it. So. Let's get them involved. My last question, Myra, you had a question?
2: The question answer things is a big deal to me because I think good coaches ask great questions. Yeah. As leaders, we ought to be developing our questioning ability every day and learn from the feedback that we get. And when Jeff said, what's the solution? And they say, I don't know, is an unacceptable answer. Yeah. Then maybe you ask an unacceptable question to them. And to illustrate this, I want you to think about this is I have this group of women and I, they interact wonderfully, most trying to find out what it is that they want. And they, and nine times out of 10, I don't know. I just want people to like me or I just want to feel less stressed. They focus on the result instead of what gets them there. So I, I want to share a question that I asked the other day. And that is, there is nothing more beautiful than to have people in your life that make you feel. What do you think they came up with? They didn't say, I don't know. I I had- Seen and heard. Seen, heard, loved, appreciated. You could tell they're looking for the result. If they feel like they can't come to you, or if they feel like if their suggestion might be taken, as stupid, or it's just not, they want to be seen and heard. I'm going to suggest, that maybe as leaders, if you want to change your culture and you're having a hard time getting it from your employees, examine how you're asking the question.
0: Mm, I don't disagree if, with that at all. That's
2: my two cents.
0: No, that's cents good. Myra, while well, I've got you, I'm going to ask this. So if we start having a communication, active communication, active listening, like for uh, real listening, not just like, some of us do. It's real mm-hmm. active listening and start implementing implementing steps to improve the culture within your organization. What kind of measurements? How do you measure the success? How do you measure the success within an organization? How do you know the culture's working? How do you know uh, the, the steps that you're taking are actually making a difference? I'll throw this out to Myra. I'll throw this out to all y'all.
2: I think you can feel, like you said, you can feel negativity. You can also feel positivity. You can feel included or you can feel excluded without very much being said. So as a leader, as an employee, as somebody that is working there, I think just gauging it by your gut goes a long ways, goes a long ways. If things aren't working well, if people aren't talking to you, if there's little clutches over there by the water cooler, or it, there's all kinds of signs that tell you things aren't going well. So for the listener in Pendleton, is there any matrixes
0: that you can you can observe? I'm a big one for numbers because numbers don't lie. <clears throat> so what are some matrices that you could look at to, to, for the listener out there that could start paying attention to to see if their culture is improving? I think Myra's on track in
3: terms of how does it feel? What do I think I see? And then to shore that up with the data, say, I think this, but I can prove it. Look at absentee rates. There you go. If people are getting a little less sick, start to show up more often, that's yep. one way. Another way is less data-driven, but it is engagement in the, the troubleshooting or in meetings. If people are more willing to throw out ideas versus just hang back long enough for the boss to take the wheel, then that shows that the, the communication is open and the culture is going to be more trusting. And the last one is a little more long-term, not the last one, but the last one in my head, a little more long-term is Turnover. If your uh, revolving door of employees starts to spin less,
0: that's a good sign. Retention um, rate. A, re- a regrettable turnover,
1: right? Yeah, re-
0: retention rate. Yep. But both retention rate and an increase, if you're looking at the customer side of it, an in, mm-hmm. increase in sales or increase yep. in customers. Absolutely.
1: A- any others? Any other matrices? I, I was going to say it's not an official one, but like what Dr. Sam said, more engagement in the conversation when you got people actually talking and working on the problem is a good sign. And then I know it seems silly, but laughter. If you have a little more laughter, that means the spirits are a little bit higher, that the the sense of stress is going away just a little bit, because laughter is a natural stress reliever. Yeah. And so if you have never heard laughter in the office before and you start hearing people laughing, like, oh wow, they're maybe they're having fun. God forbid they would actually enjoy their work. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm um Not to, although I'm going to, I was going to say I'm not necessarily going to disagree with Myra, but a little. Um, As a leader, it isn't as important to me how I feel because my feelings can change based on whatever. It has nothing to do with nothing. I just don't. How many times have you got up in the morning and said, I really don't feel good today? What's that? Okay, great. But the metrics that you all are talking about turnover rate and laughter and and those kind of things are hard things that you can measure. You just have to start doing it. You can keep track as a leader of how many times employees bring you challenges and how many times they bring you challenges and a suggested solution. And so you can keep track of all that stuff that that yes, is going to make you feel better. Your gut's going to tell you it's getting better, but there are data points that you can look at and they don't have to be grandiose things like turnover rates. They can be, how many times do I get complaints or challenges brought to me as a leader from the employees and they just go, we expect you to fix it, boss, and they walk away. Sure. Uh, As opposed to, I've noticed this challenge and I've thought about it and I've talked to some of my coworkers and we think if we just make this little change in the process or what have you, that that'll get better, and then the leader can go, man. That sounds like a great idea. Make it happen, and yeah. that gets people engaged. So, to me, I, I'm less about how I feel and more about what's actually happening.
2: Sure, I, I yeah. don't I so, don't disagree with you at all, there, Jeff. It is. Don't ignore your gut. Don't ignore your matrix. They work together, and they're it's cause sure. and effect.
4: Yep. There you go.
2: Don't get up and say I don't feel good. What do I have to do with anything? It has a lot to do with things because it yes. will affect your whole day. It does. Uh, so I'm just saying, don't discount either one of them because they both play into the end results.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And there's different ways to measure. You're right. You, the way you feel, there's laughter, there's statistical where you're looking at turnover rate. I'd also throw out an employee and customer satisfaction survey and let's hear it from them for that. For me, long-term, one of the biggest things that I've ever done is training. <laughs> And it would be small, a cross section of the staff, small group training, and it's a, you're building a, a cross section of team together. You're creating team. You're building the same foundation. You guys are talking about the same stuff. You guys are referring, to, moving forward, you, you you can all refer back to X, Y, and Z. That's another way of creating culture within an organization. So. Before we close out, and, and we this has been a great conversation about changing culture and how do we focus on this and little nuggets to give uh, the listener in Pendleton, any other experience with focus?
1: Actually, you know what? I'm going to jump in on this one, Jeff, because we, as a person who has had focus issues my entire life, I've, something I've struggled with, and we were lucky enough to have somebody reach out to us and ask us to promote a product, and I got to tell you, we tried it out, and I've been trying this now. It's called Magic Mind for the last seven days. And first of all, I really enjoy the flavor. It's a light citrusy flavor. I wasn't sure what it was going to look because it's green, but what it was going to taste like. It actually tastes pretty darn good. (laughs) And here's the cool thing is that I noticed after about the third, well, actually really right away. But for me, it was after three days in, I really did notice an actual increase in productivity and my focus. I was able to go for three to four hours versus my usual like I might get 30, 40 minutes of productivity and then I have to take a break and focus on something else. And we actually very grateful to them for the product they put out. And if you are interested in having more focus, more energy and less stress, I can't recommend it uh, enough to say, try it out, see what it does for you. And this January, we actually have a special with them. If you go to www.magicmind.com backslash Jan, J-A-N, all caps, n m l b s that's no more leadership BS. and enter our code n m l b s 20 that's no more leadership bs 20 you'll get a nice little discount you even get a month for free when you subscribe for three months and so that's a pretty darn good deal give yourself the opportunity just try it out see what you think and it's really done a lot for me so i really appreciate it and see what it does for you so that's what I got to say for focus, man.
2: I've got to say that it's what I'm pretty darn particular about what I eat because I have to be at my age. But all this, it's all natural stuff, and this yeah. ashwagandha and reishi mushroom, and this isn't stuff that's going to you're going to get hyped up on like too much caffeine. In fact, it actually yeah, I don't feel that. Yeah, the the ability. So just yeah. not that I don't love my coffee because I do. Anybody out there with coffee wants to sponsor us? I'm just teasing. And I did want to throw that in there because it is all natural. And if you want to know the science behind it, you can go to their website. And uh, there's lots of happy people um, that have used it. So much oh, Check my- it out.
0: Check no, it out. Fantastic. Fantastic. So today we talked about culture and not only about the culture, but how you can actually take away some gold nuggets to take back to your company. First and foremost, leaders, if you're going to ask someone's opinion, be ready to receive that opinion and be ready to do something about that opinion. Be prepared for open communication. Be prepared to create some team building opportunities, whether it be little learning opportunities, be team building. One of the best things I've ever done is do the DISC behavior assessment with small groups within my organization to learn how to communicate with each other and the do's and don'ts with each other. Any one of us can help you with that. Look at your absentee rates. Look at your turnover rates. Those are just some gold nuggets to to pay attention to on how well your organization is doing. The other thing you got to have, patience, because it's not going to happen within a week, a month, six months, or a year. It's going to take time. It will slowly improve, but it will take time. And the other thing I I love what Geoff said was, listen for laughter. Make sure they're not laughing at you, but laughing with (laughs) Do you have any comments, questions, or rude remarks? Please email us at askusatleadershipbs.co. Leave a message right below in the space provided, and leave us a five-star review. And leave us a five-star review, <laughs> and tell all your friends. Any parting shots before we go, people? the good stuff that's right do all the good stuff all right so on behalf of me jeff Conroy, connor leadership consulting jeff myra and dr sam we are the no more leadership bs crew and until next time make it a great day take care bye hi
1: be ya bye.